All right, welcome to another edition of Fantasy Frenemies. We're here on, on, on our Sunday night show. We try to help recapture all the things that happened over the weekend and kind of give you a look ahead to next week a little bit. And I don't know, I, I looked at Bavada's, which is a which is a which like a gambling website, and I saw on there that actually, Tim, you, were, you made the website at how many times you went and saw the Avengers movie since last uh, Thursday night, and the over-under <laughs> was set for two and a half. I took I took the under because I didn't think you had uh, more than tw- to six hours to spend watching the Avengers movie in a theater. So what was I was I right or wrong? You were right. I, I only went twice. <laughs> you went twice <laughs> to see that. <laughs> I did too. I took the boys this afternoon, three o'clock. I was, I was close to seeing it a third time, but I didn't. Well, see now I I I almost feel led to have to go see this movie because it seems to be such a big deal. And I almost feel like I'm missing out on something, but I don't know that I could walk into the theater and actually have any idea about what's going on. You need to uh, see the other movies. Definitely. For sure. To know what's going on, but it is something, I mean, there's not nothing like this has ever happened in like movie history before. Like the, the closest thing I could think of is the people that went to see Star Wars, the original Star Wars in 1977. I was there. I went to the theater and saw that. By the way, that that's that's what I would probably think it would be equal to. I I would say it's bigger day. than I would say at that time it was probably huge, but I would say this is bigger just because it's almost 11 years worth of storytelling, and it comes to you know this is its right. like conclusion for this storyline. Right. All right, so Major League Baseball this weekend. Uh, we had a bunch of series that we were looking forward to looking at and watching. And I know, Tim, you said the Dodgers, they swept that series this weekend? They did. Uh, they uh, squeaked one out today. They came back and from a 5-1 to one deficit, beat the Pirates today, beat them 7-6. Uh, to six. All right. What about your Braves, Bobby? What, what did they end up doing? Um, they squeaked one out today. Uh, the bringer of rain. Uh, Hit a three-run homer to uh, give us the lead. Uh, good old uh, Josh Donaldson gave us a a win. Uh, Luke Jackson got the save, which is interesting because our bullpen is stinky right now, and the only thing the organization seems to want to do about it is go get Jerry Blevins. So I don't know. <laughs> that one wasn't interesting. Uh, last night, last night, uh, Tyler and I played each other in the CML league, and I mean, I, I had been losing to Tyler. It seemed like it would just fluctuate between four to two, six to two sometimes, and and, and then I'd go up to four to four. But it was always every category was like one off. You know what I mean? Like I was down by right. one run, or I was up by one RBI, or it was just one off. So it could have went ten to nothing. It could have went zero to ten. Just either way. And and last night, Minter came in to pitch that ninth inning, <laughs> and and a, I, I was I was beating him in ERA and WHIP. I was one save away from taking the lead in saves, which would have put me up like six to three or something of that nature. I can't remember the exact score. And and Minter got to a three two count on Ian Desmond and and he walked him. And it just blew up after that. No, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I went down real quick, real real fast. Minter ended up finishing with a fifty four ERA at the end of last night. So that that kind of messed up my plans. Let's just say that. <laughs> it just messed up my plans. Hey, uh, other other big things that happened over this weekend. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. made his premiere Friday night. Kind of anticlimactic, but he was one for four with an opposite field double in his major league debut. Uh, interesting things there. Uh, I think he his first out was to Morales, and Morales was actually a teammate of his of his father's. So that I thought that was kind of interesting. The longevity of uh, Morales there was was amusing. Carter Kaboom. Uh, he's available in our league, but he hit a home run his first major league debut on Friday night as well. Uh, I think it was a game tying solo home run against the Padres, as a matter of fact. And how about that name for anybody who swings a bat in the major leagues? Key Yeah, just you got to have that boom at the end of it. That's so cool. He uh, he hit one today too. Wow, did he? Yeah. He. He has a real chance at uh, continuing to play, I think, in Washington. Those years not off to a hot start doesn't typically get off to hot starts. And he has an opportunity to continue to stick there even 
after Turner comes back, because he, you know anybody who plays shortstop is is uh, able to play second base, I believe, and gain that eligibility there. And Rondon, if I'm not mistaken, Rondon has missed the last couple of games. He's he's kind of just been out ever since he got his elbow hit last Saturday. So uh, he has a chance of sticking around. Maybe that's Kai Booms has a chance to do that. And the thing about uh, Kai Booms homer today. Uh, it tied the game in the fifth inning. Ended up being tie game all the way to the eleventh, and then old Adams hit a home run to to win the game for the Nationals today. Some clutch hitting. That's always good to have. Eloy Jimenez suffered a right ankle sprain when he crashed into a wall during Friday night's game. I believe he went on the ten day DL at this point. Now, now, Bobby, you are our uh, amateur meteorologist on the show, and True. I'm just bringing this up because it's it's you know the end of April and here in Alabama we are wearing shorts and t-shirts and you know just uh, mowing the yard without our shirts on if we, if we want to it, the game Saturday between the Chicago White Sox in Chicago and the Detroit Tigers was postponed because in Illinois they had winter weather advisories and it yes. was snowing in Illinois what is going on um, it's called springtime in the northern tier of states. <laughs> so you don't still put this. Snow. You don't put this off to global warming. I know it's snow, but uh, it's still. Global warming is a scam. <laughs> and now All they right. call it a. They don't call it global warming anymore, right? They call climate it change. Climate change. Uh, climate change. But this isn't a political show. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> Gene Segura was removed from Saturday's game against the Marlins after being hit in the helmet by a Trevor Richards fastball. I don't. Trevor Richards doesn't throw the ball all that hard, but still, anytime anybody gets hit in the head, yeah. and I guess he was down for a couple of minutes, and he had just come back from a little hamstring tweak. So a scary moment there in he, Philadelphia. He played today, I do believe. Well, that's because it was a Trevor Richards fastball, probably. probably. Mike. My, Mike Miner struck out a career high. Listen, Mike Mar- Mike Miner here. 13 batters over seven innings in a win over the Mariners on Saturday. He, I was he, singing he, his praises earlier in the season. I don't know why I haven't picked him up, but um, he's the only, I uh, still think he's the only one that's uh, had a complete game this year. I think so. Um, I, I will say it, it, it is the Mariners that he's pitching against right there, so – yeah. I can see the strikeouts for that because they they're swinging for the fences all the time. Yeah, he had 19 swinging strikes in that start. Uh, he, he he has a 2.88 ERA and a .91 WHIP, a 39 to 12 uh, strikeout to walk ratio across six starts. So that's just fantastic. Mike Miner right now is on fire. J.D. Martinez, who's always always has the chance of getting on that injured list, uh, he he was out Saturday and Sunday uh, due to back spasms. So Steve Pierce is getting a little more playing time in Boston because of that. Uh, Robinson Cano left Sunday's game against the Brewers after being hit in the hand by a pitch. Uh, he can't catch a break. No, he's <laughs> he, he's, he's. It wasn't because uh, you picked him up or anything, was it, Bobby? No, I dropped him <laughs> the first time he went he went down. <laughs> another another person to keep your eye on, Christian Yelich, left Sunday's game against the Mets due to lower back discomfort. Hey, a career minor leaguers update. Uh, let's see what happened this weekend for us. Uh, me and Tyler, we tied 5-5 this week. So we ended up tying, which was, like I said, it was a battle, man. We we both were laughing about how close the race was all throughout the week. Yeah. Bobby, you uh, played Marquise this week. You yeah. ended up beating. You, you won. Was- that was a close one, and I, I won it. I, I was really hoping it would be seven to three, but he came back and got a a save, and my none of my relievers were in save opportunities today, so uh, he tied on save, so I brought it down to six to three. Six to three, not bad though. Good rebound week for you. And uh, notice here, Kerry Kerry beat uh, Trout's Milkshakes, who we talked about not making a move. They, he beat him this week, seven to three. So the Marauders are still. Uh, staying up there towards the top of the leaderboard. And, and Tim, I think you got a win over our buddy Jordan. Barely. Uh, my my only saving grace this week was getting the – I got a save. to He, he, had, he was leading me uh, three to two in saves going in today, and I ended up getting a save from uh, Edwin Diaz. And I I had him on – I mean, pretty much pitching, I I had him in pitching all week. But my batters this week were just – I was talking to Bobby about this last uh, 
the other night when we were at dinner and uh, <laughs> my batters this week, have, like I think two or three nights in a row this week, I was batting in the low 200s or below 200s. And yeah, Jordan just, he was destroying me. I, I, I came close in RBIs and, and runs scored, but yeah, that was it. The Jalala Bad Boys. I was told that that's how it was pronounced. And I, he wanted me to pronounce it that way. I don't know if it was to make me look foolish or if there's a hidden meaning behind that. The Jalala Bad Boys. <laughs> it, it looks more like um, Jalalabad, which would be uh, kind of a Afghanistan E or, you know, uh, Middle Eastern city kind of thing. So that's the hidden meaning behind it, if you're thinking about that or, or maybe it's the theme song you know the 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 cops theme song ja la 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 bad boys maybe maybe it's that one <laughs> mm, no i don't think so <laughs> I tried, no. I tried to <laughs> but he no. had a big bounce back victory i think he uh, uh, yeah. uh, tended nothing he, he blanked <laughs> out brandon those were some bad boys this this week that is uh, <laughs> our first our first sweep and he's going to be out of the cellar he is going to be out of the cellar. That is our first sweep this year. And he's not sure anymore, but he had Jay Bruce down as being his biggest top waiver pickup, but he's not sure about that anymore. I think now that all his guys are clicking again, he, he's, he doesn't know who his best waiver wire pickup has been <laughs> so far this year. So good thing for Mark. Mark Mark made it out of the cellar now. I continued to fave. Is that what you young kids call this, faving things? Uh, my Twitter faves, or should I say they favor, I was favoriting things. I, I favorited stuff. Yeah, that sounds a little better. Yeah, I, I think I'm trying to sound or too much I like liked, I liked something. Yeah, yeah. I think faves makes me sound like I'm too much of a teenage girl or something like that, which I'm not. You know, not really too much of a teenage girl. But I saw a couple of things and I wanted to bring them up to you. Tim Tebow was drafted on that day last Monday, and it was a fourth round pick. Mel Kiper Jr. picked him, and he called was called out, and he was picked by the Broncos. Whatever happened to Tim Tebow, and why didn't he get it? Tim Tebow finished his three-year career with 32 touchdowns and nine interceptions and one playoff win. We all remember that playoff victory. But but whatever happened to Tim Tebow? Why didn't he succeed in the NFL? It's a good question. That's a very I, good question. I, I thought he should have been given another chance. There are, there are quarterbacks in that league that have been terrible for I – mean, who's that guy in in Buffalo? that threw like five interceptions in a game last Peterson. year or something. Peterson. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, if guys like that can be playing in the league, how, I don't understand how Tebow couldn't be playing in the league. I mean, he, he does kind of have a lame duck deep ball throw at times. He's got a funky delivery. But, I mean, he he was a winner. I mean, not necessarily a, a Super Bowl winner, but... His He's been team, a winner his whole life. Yeah, his team won games. He 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 was a good leader and you know got to the playoffs. So what yeah. what's up? Yeah, I I never thought that he got a fair shake of things. And and granted, whenever you watch him throw a football, you're like, oh boy, he can't throw. But still, he like you said, he he won. But maybe it takes more than that in the NFL circles. I don't know. But I am yeah. definitely looking forward to fantasy frenemy football because we are going to continue our our fantasy world discussions. And baseball, I have I have loved getting to play fantasy sports when it came to baseball because I really have. Learned a lot of players' names, which helped me take a lot more interest in the sport. But now I'm so much into baseball. But one of our passions, I think all of our passions, go towards football even more. And so we have this Fantasy Frenemies podcast right now, and we're talking about baseball, and we're learning about baseball more and more along with the audience. But our football, football is where we really are going to start hammering home some uh, fantasy football talk. I look forward to that, and, and what we plan on doing is we plan on putting out, I don't know, maybe six to ten episodes just on how to play fantasy football because a lot of people get invited to play fantasy sports, and they get really intimidated, and so we want to give them some strategies. We want to give them some good uh, discussion about what the relative terms mean to fantasy football and, I guess, all fantasy sports when it comes to that measure. Uh, and, and we're going to do that all with, with our Fantasy Frenemies logo all over it. Now, we did have a little problem with our Fantasy Frenemies, uh, uh, I don't want to say logo, but our, our Twitter handle, because now we're we're at F Frenemies, F-R-I-E-N-E-M-I-E-S. But, Bobby, there was a man who 
was a man hired his cousin to drive to someone's house to try and force them to transfer a domain name that he wanted. We didn't get that passionate <laughs> over. Uh, yeah, this was a Twitter thing. We didn't get that, that passionate enough. over. Okay, yeah. all right, just making sure. <laughs> wait, I, I wait, just, what? What happened? <laughs> there was a man that hired his cousin to drive to someone's house to try and force them to transfer a domain name that he wanted. So he kind of hired a hitman to get a domain huh. name. I, 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 Trying to muscle somebody. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, this past week was the first, it was the 105th anniversary of Wrigley Field opening. I don't know, have you guys ever been to Wrigley Field before? Have I not. Have, it's on the bucket list. Yeah. Uh, and there's one thing I discussed with my wife. Uh, Mobile just added uh, Frontier Airlines with a downtown um, airport. And they have direct flights to Chicago. Uh, straight, uh-huh. you know, nonstop for 70 bucks. I was like, we can go. And go see a Braves game at Wrigley Field, Cubs and Braves. Fly there, stay the night, come back, and I mean, not spend more than probably like three hundred bucks. I have never been to Wrigley Field ever since they've redone a lot of it. Ever since the the new regime came in there, I've been to Wrigley Field, the past Wrigley Field, a lot of times. And one of the, I I, I don't know if it's a highlight or a low light of it, but if you would go to the bathroom there. In the men's rooms, instead of having urinals uh, stay against the wall, they had troughs on the floor. Oh yeah, yes. And, <laughs> and I, I you it. know, when I was a kid, uh, the troughs on the floor. You know, you, you everybody had tennis shoes on. Everybody was wearing Nikes and and things like that. But I would imagine later on, when flip flops became very popular again, <laughs> it just it, it probably lost it probably lost its appeal. That's all I'm going to say. Quite possibly. I remember those days, uh, high school football, as I went to a little county school, and we, you know, we went to some places that have troughs, and you, you, you only wore flip flops to a game once, and then you're like, no, got, got to make sure that I got close toe shoes. Whether or not you eat breakfast might be linked with your risk of dying early from cardiovascular disease. So eat breakfast. Uh, that's we'll encourage everybody to eat breakfast. Uh, that way we can live longer and listen to fantasy frenemies more. Right. I love breakfast. Do you, are you we, a big breakfast guy? Oh, yeah. I, we, I could eat breakfast for, well, the breakfast type food. I could eat it for dinner. Yeah, we had Brenner. Uh, we had Brenner. Uh, no, when did we have Brenner? Dadgummit. Yeah, oh, Saturday night when we came back home uh, on duty. Uh, we had uh, breakfast for dinner last night. What what is your go to breakfast? What do you guys are you eggs and bacon guys or? Uh, bacon's definitely got to be there. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, but, I mean, I'm all about some pancakes and oh, omelets yeah. or. Not just cereal? Are you are you you don't just eat like cereal, milk and cereal? I mean, I like cereal, uh, yeah. But if I go if I'm going out to eat for breakfast or something, or if I'm gonna make a make it a a point to make a make a meal for breakfast, I'm gonna. I mean, we're gonna make something hearty. Okay. Uh, we, right. we 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 do various things here at uh, at, at this house and kind of for the boys we we'll, we'll keep it different in the morning. We won't do things over and over again. We'll we have four or five things in rotation: yogurt, cereal, pop tarts, uh, biscuits, breakfast burritos. You know, you name it. We kind of keep things fresh. The best breakfast I've ever had, Bobby. That place we went to in Mobile. Uh, what was the name of that restaurant? Uh, which spot one? Spot of tea. Spot of tea. Spot of tea spot is of tea. amazing. Oh my gosh! And that that eggs cathedral that we had. Woo-hoo! Wes, Wes, <laughs> eggs cathedral. It was like an eggs Benedict, but with like seafood, and like the seafood sauce. But it had like crawfish yeah. and crab. shrimp crab and, and, and crab, crab cake. It had crab cakes oh, instead of like a. Instead of a, a biscuit or whatever, like you would get with Eggs Benedict or English muffin, <laughs> you get crab cake, and it is amazing. 
At different times, at different times, I can hear Bobby yawn because we do this podcast late at night. And uh, that, that wasn't I, a yawn. No, no, I can hear you. Saliv- <laughs> I can, I can hear you salivating right now. Oh, yeah. what I can hear. <laughs> but let me, let me, let me read this thing again because uh, you guys are kind of contradict. Whether you eat breakfast might be linked with your risk of dying early from cardiovascular disease. If you guys are eating eggs Benedict with seafood and everything in it, it's it's defeating the purpose. And bacon okay? and greasy uh, food, yeah. <laughs> And strawberry, strawberry sweet tea. No, no. I think they're they're wanting us to eat oatmeal or something. (laughs) Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett this week said that uh, most newspapers are. He sees most people newspapers as toast after ads have really declined in newspapers. Do you guys even buy a newspaper anymore? I haven't looked at a newspaper in a while. Very rarely. I think I, bu- I buy one every year for a paper bracket. Because <laughs> it's just a, yeah, it's just a, a, a habit. That's what I've always done. I used to love getting the USA Todays during football time on a Friday because they had everything looking forward to the Sunday games. And uh, I used to love to get them on Mondays because it would look behind and I could see all the stats from all the things. Uh, I used to love getting a USA Today sports section, though. That was That was huge. Listen to this stat. The Orioles have lost 10 of 11 Camden Yards at Camden Yards, including six in a row. Baltimore has been outscored 102 to 50 across those 11 home games. The Orioles have been out homered 41 to 14 at Camden Yards in 2019. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Wouldn't you hate to take your kids to an Oriole game if you were, you know, your Baltimore Oriole dad and, and you say, come on, kid, let's go to the ballpark. And then every time you go, they just they just lose and they just don't play well. That'd be terrible. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, I think all of us, uh, well, maybe not Tim as much as the Dodgers have always been at least pretty decent. Uh, but I know, we've, I know, had I know our, us, we've had our ups and downs. Yeah. But I don't think it's been quite as down as some of, you know, like no, the Braves and the Cubs. I mean, I yeah. know the Cubs have had good players, really good players. Um, but yeah. Mm. Christian Yelich, since August 24th of 2018, is leading the league in home runs. But Luke Voigt is number two. Luke Voigt has 21 home runs in 62 major league games with the Yankees. That's like a that's a 54 home run pace over 162 games. He is mashing whatever he hits. Whatever he hits is the key word there, <laughs> because he 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 doesn't hit a lot, but whatever he hits, he mashes it. Uh, Abigail Disney, the granddaughter of Roy Disney, you know, Disney World, Disneyland, Mickey Mouse, all those things. She wants the top brass at Disney to take half of their bonuses and distribute the money to the lowest earning 10% of the company's employees. I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. I like that idea. I need to go work for Disney. Well, when I was growing up, and I was a big Bears fan in the 80s, and uh, there there used to be this thing that that the, the... Saturday Night Live skits used to have. I don't know if you remember Coach Ditka or not, you know, and it, the coach, you know, and, and it'd be like, uh, who would you rather have, 10 Tornadoes or Coach Ditka? You know, who would win that fight? <laughs> Nick Saban, he went back to work after two days of having hip surgery. And I'm just wondering if, if we need to substitute Saban in those things for Ditka because Ditka's kind of lost his, you know, lost that kind of swagger. But maybe Nick Quite Saban possibly. is the guy. You know? After his after his remark about coming back to work, <laughs> I, I would say so. Can you I repeat that remark? I can't. I can't. There's there's some there's some some nice words. Just in there, just but. just bleep just bleep out bleep it out. <laughs> well, well, he basically said that, um, you know, he had surgery. He had one day in the walker. I uh, had w- one day with a uh, with a cane, and he said he was ready to throw that sob away. <laughs> so he's i mean that he he's a he's a he, he's a real bad boy he's a he's a ba coach that's Saban. for sure coach i Saban. mean that's a man right there that's when like when you yeah. think about like just a manly man like that's it like a guy who can have i mean he didn't just have just a normal cert he had his hip, hip replaced. replaced you know like, that's they, not normal they they had the big Chicago um, uh, dialect whenever they would talk about Coach Ditka. You know they'd have the big they had the big the sausages and everything right. like that. They'd have the big dubbers. Uh, yeah. Uh, do do we have to sound like hillbillies if we do that for Nick Saban? 
since he's the coach <laughs> of Alabama? Do we have to have the Southern draw? You sound like somebody on the Paul Feinbaum show. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 30,000 pounds of TV dinner spilled on I-80 after a big rig fire. Uh, that that would be uh, what have you guys ever do you guys still eat tv dinners have you ever been a big tv dinner fan no uh, <laughs> have not i've had there there are a few that there are a few that I, I remember eating and liking but there were a few it's not really since college since uh right i've been doing i've done anything i like i that. grew up i grew up on tv dinners i was my my mom was a single mom grew up i was home all alone by myself and tv dinners were the thing for me and uh the little hunger man things man i just loved them things i'd eat the chicken one i'd eat the mexican one i'd that's that's probably why i'm not a very big guy I, right now but <laughs> i i think my absolute favorite um i think it's uh oh shoot i can't remember what what brand it is I want to say it's not Swanson, but uh, it's the uh, Red Box, and it's Lean the, Cuisine. No, it's not Lean Cuisine, uh, but it's the um, the pork rib with the the corn and the brownie. <laughs> that that one was absolutely still delicious, still delicious. If I if I you know if I grab one for cheap, just uh, having the uh, the freezer for a rainy day or something, I'll I'll still hit one of those. Did you know that, uh, according to Merriam-Webster, that now swole is actually among the words making the dictionary this year? Swole. Swole. Yeah. Wow. I like that. Swole. Swole's a good one. Blood-sucking, good kiss, blood-sucking kissing bug reported throughout the southern U.S., and it's moving yeah. north. Watch out for those kissing bugs. They'll, they'll slap you right in the face. Yeah, I, I used to date a girl in high school with that same reputation, I believe. So. <laughs> I'm not sure I know what a kissing bug is. I don't think I've seen. Oh, this is a mos- I mean, I know. Is it some kind of mosquito? What is this? No, it it kind of looks like a. I mean, if I if I remember right, it kind of looks like a stink bug, but it's smaller and it bites. That's lovely. Yeah. There was a guy who drank eight cups of coffee because he wanted to try to run, run the forty yard dash in four point four seconds. But he still did not make it. So I'm surprised uh, you didn't run to the bathroom in 4.4 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this one at all, guys. But there was an Oklahoma coin collector that offered ten thousand dollars for a rare penny. Just a penny. He offered ten thousand dollars for it. I don't know how. That's a that's a great ROI, isn't it? That's a great ROI right there. Yeah. You get one penny, Turn you get ten thousand for it. Hey, we know that the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they drafted Kyle Murray, number one quarterback this year. Listen to this. The Arizona Cardinals quarterback moves in the last 13 months. Okay? So so dating back a, a year ago when the draft happened, the last 13 months, they signed Sam Bradford to a two-year $40 million uh, contract, $15, $15 million guaranteed. Then they signed Mike Glennon. Two years, eight million dollars, four million guaranteed. They drafted Josh Rosen, number ten overall, after trading up the third and fifth round picks to move up, and they paid Josh Rosen eleven point three million dollars in two thousand eighteen. And then they turned around and drafted Kyle Murray. And and I don't think it, Mike Glennon's not on the team anymore. Josh Rosen is not on the team anymore. Is Sam Bradford even on the team anymore? I don't I, I is, don't know if is he is he even walking. I don't. I, that's a good, <laughs> And so, they they gave up Rosen for nothing, like, yeah. Like they got nothing from the Dolphins for him. Yeah, and, you know when you think about head coaches and what head coaches mean as far as leadership goes, with Bruce, when Bruce Arians left, it it just seems like they have just been circling, circling, circling the drain in Arizona, and uh, maybe they don't have any idea what's going on really. So uh, Lashawn McCoy. Uh, tweeted out the Avengers spoiler alert. Okay, he he. You guys don't give away what the Avengers ending was because some people out there still have not seen it, myself included. You could tell me, and I'm still not going to know what you're talking about. But Lashawn McCoy he tweeted out what the Avengers ending was, and now there's a petition to get Lashawn McCoy out of Buffalo because people are just <laughs> irate that he spoiled that whole ending for him. And I don't know what you guys think about that. Uh, did you guys put on? I guess you could, you saw it opening night, so you didn't have to worry about it, right? Right. And that was one of the. I mean, that's not the main reason I saw it on opening night, but that's one of the reasons. I, yeah. I knew that people, there's idiots out there who don't care 
about anybody else but themselves and will say something about the movie. And I didn't want to, I already have had friends have it ruined for them. Yeah. And that, cause they haven't seen it yet. And I was just, I, I felt bad for him. Did you hear about the, the there's a, a guy in Hong Kong who saw it opening night. And when he left the theater, he was talking about the movie very loudly. And apparently it was so loud that people who were waiting in line to see the next showing heard him talking and they didn't appreciate what he was saying out loud. And he got attacked for it, like (laughs) physically attacked. Wow. I can understand that. So what we have coming up for you later on in this show are our own spoilers in sports. Maybe we got baseball spoilers. It might branch out to other things. But we're going to bring to you our spoilers here up in sports. A couple more uh, of these quick Twitter faves, favorites, I guess it is called. Did you know that a normal human being's vision is 20-20? Okay, that's kind of what we shoot for. But a typical Major League Baseball player sees more like 20, 12, 12.5. They're almost like superhuman when it comes to that. That's what the average Major League Baseball player. It, that'd be weird, I, wouldn't it? I would love. I would love to know uh, what Ted Williams' vision was in his prime because he he always talked about being able to see the uh, the threads on the ball as it's mm. coming towards him, and he could tell what kind of pitch it was. Like, how can you do that? That is that is crazy, absolutely amazing. You don't and, think Ted Williams was maybe stretching the truth a little bit? You know, as you get older, you kind of stretch the truth maybe, to make it sound. Cause, maybe, cause I, but I mean, his stats. I mean, his stats were, I mean, incredible. I mean, yeah, hit over four hundred several times. I've heard Evil Knievel talk about what he would do today on one of the motorcycles that these young kids have, is what he calls them. You know, young punks is what I think he says. And uh, what Evil Knievel said, if I had one of these motorcycles. I would jump over the moon. <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of how he said things. Uh, Joe Madden, last one here. Joe Madden's restaurant opens up. So if you go to Wrigley Field, if you do catch on that plane ride, go to Joe Madden's restaurant. It opens up May 14th right next to Wrigley Field. My question is, with Joe Madden's, you know, with, with, with his uh, menu, does he serve the dessert first? Because you know how Joe Madden has to outthink everything, right? So yeah, he... <laughs> And he's got well, catchers batting lead off, and he's got you know Schwarber batting. Is he going to serve dessert first, and and then go well, to the entree, and then the salad at the, at the are, very end? Are you even going to know what's on the menu? <laughs> Is it always going to be changing? <laughs> and if he do we even know? Because if, if he's not there after this year. Is the restaurant going to stay there too after he's gone? Or is he going to have a location in LA? <laughs> hey, Please have... stop talking about him going to LA. <laughs> you want him in LA. You want him I don't. in LA. I don't want him in LA. All right, let's look at some league leaders here real quick. And, and I think that this will transition well into maybe our. Um, maybe our predictions of things that are going to go away, our ruiners, our spoilers. Let's look at the home run leaders after today's ball games. All the, all the games are over, right? That Cubs game finally ended. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's over. Finally. Finally. All right, so Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich, they're still on top. Uh, Rosario with Minnesota is at 11, and Bellinger and Yelich uh, both at 14. Chris Davis is still at 10. He was at 10 two weeks ago, man. He's on my team, and he's at 10. But look at Ozuna. Ozuna's just shooting up the ranks there. He has 10 after a disappointing year last year. Somewhat in St. Louis, people expected bigger things out of him and Christian Yelich whenever they both left um, their respective ball clubs to go to different places. So Ozuna has 10, and Jacques Peterson has 10 as well. So those guys are, are right there all together. Peter Lonzo. Jose Altuve, Javi Baez, Jay Bruce, and Joey Gallo all have nine, along with Paul Goldschmidt. Big, big names right there with nine home runs apiece. What do you guys think about those home run leaders? Are they going to stay on top of the board? I um, think uh, I think Bellinger and and Yellick are are there to stay. Yeah, I think they're going to be chasing each other all year long. I think you'll see Goldschmidt uh, come up a bit. I I like. I've always liked Goldsmith. He's always been somebody I've always tried to get on my team because he has a good average, high uh, home run rate. I, I think he may he may be up there 
uh, over 35, possibly getting 40-plus this year. In RBIs, uh, Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich is, is right there, 36 and 34. Uh, Mr. Santana from Seattle is still up there at the top of this with 30. Azuna, 26. Luke Voigt, new name on the leaderboards with 25 <laughs> RBIs. Jose Abreu, a new person on this leaderboard with 24. Pete Alonso, a Rosario, Chris Davis, Joey Gallo, and Reese Hoskins at 23. I see a lot of names uh, from your teams there, Bobby. Hey, they're heating up. Uh, Jose Abreu had at least 10 RBIs this week alone. <laughs> he had a couple of uh, five RBI nights. It was it was awesome. Stolen bases. The, the league leader in stolen bases. You, you'd never guess who this is, I don't think, if I gave you five, five tries. D. Gordon. No. D. Gordon is second with eight. D. Gordon is second with eight. Billy Hamilton is, is well, I say he's second. Billy Hamilton, uh, Ramirez, and Malik Smith are all have eight right now. Tim Anderson is leading the league in steals with 10 stolen bases. Delano DeShields, Modesty, Victor Robles with seven. All those guys have seven stolen bases. And Byron Buxton with six. Tommy Pham, Trevor Story, and what's uh, Tatis Jr. with San Diego all have six. Tatis got hurt. Tatis got hurt today, too. He did. He he did. did. And I I don't know if you saw the plays. Yeah, he like did the splits. And uh, pulled immediately pulled up. I mean, he was in some pain. League leader in strikeouts. Oh, let's go. Let's go to average first. I like to save those strikeouts for a little giggle time. Uh, Cody Bellinger still batting four twenty-seven with a hundred and three mm. at bats right now. Yeah, that, that's unreal, oh. man. That's that's crazy. And I don't think I picked him very early in my draft either. He was no. like my fifth or sixth pick. Yeah, that's where he was going for the most part. Tim Anderson three eighty-five. Elvis Andreas three sixty-five. Uh, Anthony Rendon, 356. And, and here's, a, here's a name. How do you, McNeil from New York. What's his first name? I got him on one of my teams. Jeff. Uh, Jeff McNeil. He's batting 355 with 93 at-bats. So he's he's still hanging in there. I looked at his AAA numbers. I looked at his minor league numbers. He didn't quite hit for this high of an average in the minor league. So uh, Jeff McNeil could be a sell-high candidate right now. Yeah, I was looking at I thought he was a rookie this year, but apparently he's been up for a couple of years and just being mm-hmm. kind of a, a, a what they call a quadruple A player, been bouncing back and forth between triple A and the Mets bench. So maybe his breakout year. Trey Mancini's batting three fifty five still. Um, so that's, that's those are some names up there. JJ Redick, who's also uh, uh, on our free agency wire as far and maybe on many people's free agency list right now. JJ Redick is bat 340 and has 97 at bats, so he's he's getting to play every day right now. Oh, 82 at bats, excuse me, 82 at bats. So he's he's out there. Here's here's a name who's still out there for us with a high batting average, batting 357, 81 at bats. So he's not playing every day, but he's playing a lot. Melky is Melky Cabrera for Pittsburgh, the outfielder. I think he's on Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, yeah and uh, he had a he had a two home run game against the Dodgers today. Yeah, so there's he's, there's he's been their their lonely bright spot right now because a lot of their players are cold or hurt. Well, Polanco's back, so then I might give him a little lift. Now look for for the home. I I I wanted to do the last seven days because once again uh, a lot of people have new um, waiver wire abilities at the beginning of Monday. I know we go our league pretty much go everybody goes through the, all twelve of them. It seems like every single week, and so you get a new chance to go with it. I'm gonna put some names out there who have been hot over the last seven days, and listen to these home run totals and and listen to how many people are still on our waiver wire. I believe when I mention these names, Kepler. For Minnesota, Max Kepler, he's hit four home runs. Luke Voigt has hit four home runs. Uh, we also have Cole Calhoun has had three home runs so far this this week. Uh, I, I don't want to say Escobar is on there. Mazara, what's his name for Texas, the right fielder? Mazara. Mazara. Mazara, thank you. No I knew more. his name. <laughs> yeah, Nomar Mazara has had three home runs as well. Sogard from Toronto, the second baseman. 
He's had three home runs, and so there's some names out there for some pop in the bats if you want you to can, look at uh, that. You can take Kepler off the list. I, I picked him up right before the show. Oh. <laughs> well, he's, I, draft, he's I drafted him, and, and he was started off the season super cold. Yeah. And uh, I dropped him in the probably the first week I dropped him. Um, but he's been heating up, so I picked him up today. Hopefully uh, he doesn't cool off now that I picked him up. Texas had a huge weekend in Seattle. I, they were putting up oh, double-digit scores, I yeah, think, every they, night. They tore up Seattle something awful. So Logan Forsythe, he's, he, I think he's a free agent out there on most Yahoo leagues. He's had nine RBIs so far. Jose Abreu, Luke Voigt lead that category. But Logan Forsythe, I'm looking for people here who might possibly be able to be picked up in your league. Well, neither uh, those, uh, Vo- uh, Voigt and, uh, Voigt and uh, Abreu are on my team right now, so that won't help yeah. our league at least. Yes. Uh, Justin Bohr, he's probably still available in a lot of leagues, plays for uh, the Angels, and he had seven RBIs this week. Hunter Pence for Texas had seven RBIs, and once again, they had a huge weekend. So uh, those are some names that, that are still out there and available. Victor Robles, I'm not sure if he's still available in our league, but he might be no. in many. He's had four stolen bases. Wade, a shortstop with New York, he had four stolen bases this this past week so he's running uh torres he's probably picked up byron buxton i know he's out there dj lemayhew if he's still available in your league he ran a couple of times this week and was able to make it make it on base safely so that was i I liked looking at that for the last seven days every once in a while i look at those now here's some interesting names when it comes to saves uh it's hard to look at pitchers you know week to week the last seven days because sometimes you get two start pitchers and all those people and it really depends on matchups but uh there's a guy in tampa how do you say his name pagan 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 Uh, pagan Pagan, p-a-g-a-n emilio pagan he had three saves this week with tampa bay and that's important to know uh because I think a lot of a lot of ball clubs are going to a closer by committee sort of a thing, and their traditional ninth inning closer isn't always used in that way anymore. He'll come in in the eighth inning really just to face the heart of the lineup whenever that heart of the lineup comes up, and then the saves goes to somebody else. So uh, Pagan, he's somebody who might still be available if you're looking for saves in your league. He's, oh. not in, he's not available in ours, just for our league. He's on Mookie Monster's team. Yeah, and he saw he picked him up this morning. And Sergio Romo, he might still be available as well. He had a tough opening year or opening part of the year, but he had two saves. And he's probably the clear-cut closer in Miami, so he might still be available in he's your league. He's just not going to have well. a lot of save chances. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's probably true. But he might get traded. Might get traded. Um, maybe Maybe to the Braves. Who knows? So, you guys, there's some spoilers here. And one of the spoilers that I have, and I'll just go ahead and give you mine uh, right now, or one of mine anyway, is I believe that Christian Yelich or Cody Bellinger, they might be able to break Barry Bonds' home run record this year. Both of them are sitting at about 100 at-bats. So let's let's just go ahead and we'll we'll multiply that by six. Okay, because that that'd be 600 at bats, and I could see both of them get 600 at bats this year, right? Am I right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be close, if, <clears throat> barring injuries. You know, somewhere around 575. Okay, but but look, if they're on pace to break Barry Bonds's home run record, they're they're going to get the at bats. All right, that's all I'm going to say. They're not going to they're not going to get injured. They're not going to get taken out of the game. They're going to be left in there, and then they're going to start swinging the, for the fences. We're talking about April. It's it's April and they have 14 home runs. The ball hasn't even started warming up yet in a lot of ball fields. That when we when we look at them, Christian Yelich he plays in Milwaukee. It's a cold weather stadium. Yeah, you, it's, it's, it's a covered stadium. Yeah. Now, listen, listen, it's cold there. Okay, it's cold. <laughs> now I don't. I this year though, when I sit there and I look at the highlights. The balls have been spun tighter. The, the balls are jumping out of the, the field left and right nowadays. I think that this is going to be a year that uh, this is this is my um, this is my spoiler for everybody. Christian Yelich or Cody Bellinger will will compete, if not break, for Barry Bonds' home run record. 
All right, there you go. There, I said it. That's 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 my spoiler. So I mean, you guys can you, all hate uh, me when it happens. No, okay. that's it's. I mean, that's not. Uh, I w- I would agree with that. I, they both. So they have both fourteen home runs. That is the most home runs before the start of May in Major League history. They are tied with both uh, Alan Rodriguez or um, Rodriguez, uh, A Rod and. Uh, Pujols, uh, A Rod, I believe, in two thousand seven, and Pujols in two thousand six. Uh, each had they had fourteen home runs, which were before May. So, Bell, if depending on Yelich's injury, if he's able to play, you know, before May first, but either one of them could break that that record, before, you know, most home runs before yeah. May. So they'd be both. on pace to, still to do some both, major both damage. Teams. Both teams have two games left. Now, here's something else that I'm going to point out for this. You, you, we, we all had front seats to the Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire home run chase, you know, whenever oh, that, that happened. Was amazing. Oh, yeah. and, and every single night, it was kind of like you kept up with things. You must, must watch TV back then. That was, <laughs> it was. That was a lot of fun. But those two guys pushed each other throughout that entire time. You know, they, they were trying to keep up with each other. So, so they added, you know, it was, it was just a little more passion to their plate appearances because they wanted to outdo each other. And that may be the same thing that happens here with uh, Yelich and Cody. So that's, that's my spoiler. There's a spoiler alert for everybody. Do you guys have any spoilers? I've got a few I'm looking at. Um, I mean... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with not the favorites to win these uh, awards. I'm gonna go with some uh, some leaders that are lo- kind of long shots. So I'm gonna say um, World Series uh, winner. Um, I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Well, Rays they're not Devil Rays anymore. Um, uh, AL MVP. <coughs> Eddie Rosario. Eddie Rosario is uh, is I mean hitting lights out right now for uh, Minnesota, uh, and there's not really a clear cut favorite in the AL at least offensive wise right now. Uh, Altuve's having a good year, but you have a lot of big names that are hurt and not performing right now on the offensive side. So I'm going to say Eddie Rosario win the AL MVP. Uh, NL MVP looks like it's going to be a, a Yelich Bellinger slugfest, so that's kind of a no surprise going to be there. But Cy Young is going. <laughs> Cy, Young is Cy Young's up for grabs. Up and, it's up for grabs. Yeah, um, uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who could be a sneaky Cy Young is a uh, Marco Gonzalez from uh, uh, Seattle. Yeah, he has been. He has been slinging that ball, and <clears throat> uh, he he's probably the best pitcher for Seattle right now. And I would say he's he's the best. He's he's been the most consistent pitcher in the AL so far this season. True. Um, I, I would say big name wise for AL Cy Young, uh, Trevor Bauer is probably the best big name pitcher right now. Yeah. Everybody else is. Is somebody you wouldn't think about. Uh, Tyler Glasnow was my pick um, for spoiler uh, in that award. And right now, to me, it looks like Luis Castillo may be the the Cy Young winner <laughs> for the NL. Might be the is, lowest the lowest win total for a uh, uh, Cy Young pitcher to be playing for possible. the Reds. Was yeah. it Degrom? Degrom was in that conversation last year with last hardly year, any wins. Yes. He's had two really bad starts lately. He's got to pick it up. Yeah, but uh, Patrick Corbin is probably my my spoiler. He's he doesn't have the uh, the lowest ERA, but he's pitching for a better team uh, in Washington. Uh, he has the uh, the whip. Uh, he has the strikeouts. He's got the offense behind him. So uh, that might be my uh, my NL Cy Young spoiler. All right. What about you, Tim? Do you have any spoilers so people don't have to pay attention? They can just take Tim's word for it right now of what's going to happen. Uh, besides what I've what I've already given, I I'd say my World Series 
Let's see. My World Series matchup. I would probably go with, and I hate to say this because I'm a Dodger fan, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the Rockies in the World Series, to be honest. Really? Uh, I, that's my sleeper. Um, I think they're going to give everybody in the, the NL West trouble. And <clears throat> um, if they get in the playoffs and they're able to get home field advantage in the playoffs, having to play in Colorado is, is tough. Um, then in the AL, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm actually going to go with Minnesota. I really like me some Minnesota this year. Wow. You guys are jumping all over Minnesota's bandwagon tonight. Um, the, they've got some good bats, some good pitching. They've got a mix of everything. And, uh, so those are my two, my two picks to, to come out of the, the leagues. I don't know if I have a pick to come out of the National League at all, uh, but I'll, I'll just I I really like what the Yankees are doing. They are so deep that it's going to be hard that their, their players are getting a lot of experience. So when rosters be able, are able to expand, I think some of the players that they need to give time off to the younger guys will already have a little bit of major league experience. So they 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 won't their eyeballs won't look like saucers getting up to the big show or anything like that. And when they finally get all their players healthy, if they ever get all their players healthy, I think the Yankees will be able to do something. You know, in the last 10 games, the Yankees are 9-1 and one right now with all their injuries. Oh, yeah. That, that is crazy. And we've, we all know that they're not afraid to spend a couple of dollars at the end of the year if they need to to pick up a big <laughs> bat or, or another big arm or two. So my, my well, pick to win it all are the Yankees. I mean, if... If uh, if Dallas Keuchel and Craig Krimble's still yeah. uh, available, I mean, you never know. You, they can That's be just crazy to me that they're still available. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to me. And I'm looking at the Braves like, what are you doing? Keuchel is a former Cy Young winner, and then Kimbrell is one of the best closers. And in, in you know, recently he's been one of the best closers in the game. Was one of the one of the reasons the 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 Red Sox won the World Series last year. So I don't understand what's going on there. Maybe people are freaked out by his delivery. Maybe they just don't. I, look, it's got to be something. Whenever he walks into the negotiating room or whatever he's, I think I don't know. I don't know. Do you think he when he sits down at the table in the negotiating room, he puts that elbow out? Yeah. Like oh he yeah, does? he puts both of them out and just intimidates them. <laughs> I want sixty million dollars. <laughs> And he fluffs up like a big bird, you know. Yeah. All right, so that's our Fantasy Front of Me show for tonight on Sunday night. We uh, appreciate you listening. And if you have any spoilers that you would like to get to us, please let us know that. You can reach us, uh, fantasyfrenemies at yahoo.com or at ffrenemies on Twitter. And you can reach out to us there and just give us a spoiler that you might have so we don't have to pay attention the rest of the year or something that you think is going to go right or something that you may think is going to go wrong. Hashtag spoiled uh, at Fantasy Frenemies. Also, just download us wherever you download us. Please like us. You can comment on those little fan sections right there. But we appreciate everybody listening. Thank you. And join us again on Tuesday night whenever we revisit everyone and tell everyone about the CML League and the stats that go behind it, but also what's happened in baseball between now and then. <laughs>